The name of the game today is Numbers. Playtimes. The Numbers game. Yep. But not in the way some people might think about. <laughs> no, no. Not about scores. We're not talking about scores today. We're not talking about um, placements. Well, we might later, but uh, we'll get to that uh, later on. Um, that would be an also an interesting data collection that we have not done yet. But Yeah, we might yeah. do that in the future, but we'll see. How this, how popular this one the is. The correlation and, of our numbers versus how well did that group do that year, or yeah. something like that. Anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna dive right in here in a second, but before before we do that, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini, and with me is Evan Warl. And if you haven't heard, we are officially on iTunes, so we can stop talking about soon. And it's it's now. So if you haven't done so already, go on over there, subscribe. Every subscription helps the growth of the podcast and helps us move forward with the plan we have in place. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, so you can get all updates on future stuff that we're going to be getting into. So now that we got that out of the way, today's going to be interesting. Uh, we mentioned on the last episode that... We were going to do a little bit of data collection on the top five groups in WGI, world-class, independent world, and look at the playtimes of the snares and just battery members. So before we get into the raw numbers that we collected, uh, I'll let Evan take it away and explain kind of what we decided to do. All right. So yeah, basically with this idea of collecting this data, we went through a couple different ideas scenarios of how we wanted to do it originally it was we want to time every single section of the battery individually and then also full battery moments um well that became very evident very early that it was going to be difficult to do that just because of the lack of recordings and being able to find all the voices that we wanted to dive into and to separate those out and uh it was just going to be very very cumbersome because already watching all the shows that we did at least twice was very mind-numbing. Uh, but what we settled on is that we would time watch or stop watch the snares every single second that they played. So as soon as snares played, even if it was like on the rim, whatever, and then when they would stop, we'd stop, watch it, pick it back up when they come back in. So we did that, the snare line by itself for every group. And then we did full battery for every group just to kind of get a better idea of how much is this group playing in general. Um and by full battery, we mean uh, snares, tenors, and bass drums. No discrimination against the cymbals at all. Love the cymbals, but also that became pretty evident that it was sometimes hard to differentiate between what the cymbal line was doing and then maybe also some of the noises that the front ensemble was making and the rack was making. And if the camera wasn't on the cymbal line, you didn't, you, you weren't exactly sure. Um, and some people in who are cymbal expertise or symbol players, symbol teachers may be like, well, that's stupid. I could tell you very easily what the difference is, but I don't know the nuance in that. <laughs> so I couldn't tell. So that is basically what we did. We timed the snares individually and then anytime the full battery uh, was coming in and then we just kind of collected the data well, from that top to bottom. To clarify, anytime a member of the drum battery was playing, so it, yeah, even yeah. if the quads were by themselves, that counted towards that time or bases yes. or just bases and quads, so on and so forth. Yeah, if it's a bass solo, it counted. If it was a snare part, it counted. If it's a quad part, it counted. If it was all of them playing together, that was the, the fed into the total. 
Yep. And so the reason we had the idea to do this is because you've probably heard us mention throughout this past indoor season and even through previous indoor seasons that we've commented on or, or, or followed, um, we felt like the amount of drumming happening on the floor from the snares, tenors, and or basses was declining over the past five years or so. So we said, well, let's just go back to, like, we picked 09 and just start there and figure it out. And it turns out overall results are that the amount of time a battery member is hitting a drum on the floor has not really changed since 09 among the top five independent world groups. Um, it's fluctuated anywhere between three and a half minutes to four and a half minutes. There's a couple outliers, like a Broken City show was like three minutes flat uh, in 2017. Um, there was a Pulse show that was 501, which is an outlier. There was um, a Rhythm X show that was 510 too. Uh, uh, yes, I think the alpha, that, I'm pretty right? sure that was the Alpha show. There was like snare solos and just tenor solos galore. So yeah. like there was a lot of playing. Yep. And so... We will be posting after we're going to continue to obviously talk about more of this on here, but we're also going to be putting together like some line graphs that we'll post on the Instagram. So you can see like visually, oh, you can see the gap between overall battery time and snare line playing air increasing and stuff like that. I think too, that I will point out the way that we did this. It was definitely not the most scientific thing possible. So I'm sure someone else could, pick up a stopwatch and get slightly different times than what we did. I feel like it's pretty close. Um, there was definitely some hangover where I wasn't sure if RCC's quad line was done playing. So I let the stopwatch run a couple seconds long and I was like, Oh, they're done. Nobody else is playing in the entire battery. So then I would try to account for that when someone else came back in and be like, well, I'll wait a second longer before I start it back up just to like, try to keep it as consistent as I could um, from group to group, but also it's not it's not an exact science for sure. Uh, some of the Rhythm X shows are pretty close just because I, I was in them and I knew them very well. <laughs> yeah. uh, but what ended up doing, did you already say, I couldn't remember what groups you did? Uh, yeah, I did Pulse and Mystique. Yeah, and, and I did RCC X and then the four years of Broken City. I wanted to throw them in there even <laughs> though there's not as much data just because um, they have never not meddled. So I feel like picking up with what their trends and what the groups that are doing well are doing is important. <laughs> yeah. And it's clear, like, for example, I'll just run down the snare playing times from 2016 to 2019 for broken city, because they're who I think started the trend of less snare line playing. <clears throat> uh, 2016, just two minutes and four seconds, 2017, two minutes and five seconds, 2018, two minutes and 35 seconds. And this past season that just ended, uh, two minutes and eight seconds. And those numbers, it's no surprise that they were the driving or the, the biggest motivator for us to look into this. And, and what gave me at least the initial opinion that, wow, like there's just less drumming going on, we think. And looking at the numbers, like about two minutes to two minutes and 30 seconds, and then looking down like Mystique's 11 years or X or RCC, um, those same four years for Rhythm X, for example, 2016, 3 minutes and 52 seconds, 2017, 309, then 256, then this past year, 210. 
Yeah, I um, think it's interesting too, especially if you look uh, at this past year. Like the first couple years of Broken City, like the snare line playing was the shortest and the overall battery was the shortest. Yeah. But then if you take into account like 2019, um, their snares played two seconds less time than Rhythm X's did, but their, but Broken City's battery overall played 30 seconds more. So the segmental riding was definitely heavier. Yeah. And that's something I think a lot of this shows. What we noticed trend-wise is starting in 09, the amount of time quads and basses are playing and the snare line is not, is not a lot. Like, for an example, looking at Pulse, 09, there was... 408 of battery playing, 306 of snares. So there was only 60 seconds of that show where the quads and basses were playing without the snare line. Then the following year in 2010, you're looking at 358 battery playtime versus 325 snare line playtime. And so that's like 35 seconds. Now, what I also will point out, Pulse's snare line in 2010 was really, really good. And having had to watch that show two times back to back, the quads and bases were not quite on that level. So maybe that could be a result of um, arranging to your strengths. Yeah, exactly. They realized the yeah. snare line was going to be ballin', and the other two sections weren't. If you look at uh, Rhythm X in 2012, we knew we were going to have a really good snare line. Um, battery play time for that year was 356, snare line was 311. So like 40 so something 45 seconds. seconds yeah. yeah, nothing. So I almost want to attribute that this like in the early years from like 09 to 15 where that amount of time where the snares weren't playing but the rest of the battery was probably had to do with design choices because there's still a couple examples where the snare line playing was lower and the over other battery and watching those shows Pulse 2014 is kind of an example of that. Um, they were that whole ensemble was actually pretty good. Did they win that year? Pulse. Yeah. Who what show 20, was that? 20, that was where the, like the snare drums hung up, hung upside down, and played. Oh, the like little boxes. Yes. yes. Yeah, that show. Yeah, I think they they did win that year. So okay. I think obviously that was, was that Ramos's last yeah, year. Yeah, he was the center. Right. Yeah. Shout out. Got that dub. So, well, what? So what I was getting at, though, from like 09 to 14, I think it depended on looking at what the better sections of our drum line were going to be versus looking across the board of all five groups from 2016 to 2019. That gap is just wider across the board. Like you've got, yeah. if you look at the numbers. I'd say most of those groups are like that, uh, with the exception of RCC. They had a little bit more non-snare time but yeah. also as i told you beforehand like rcc's quad line from like 09 to like 2013 was ridiculous i was just like in awe sometimes i have i remember there's a couple rcc shows in particular where i had to stop and just like completely start over because i was just like getting lost in like the notes and i wouldn't start the stopwatch so i was like dang i have to start this show all over because i don't know where i'm at <laughs> but Dude, the quad solo and the totem show where that guy has that broken three drum head just like ripping it. And I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah, that quad line with uh, Jeremy Summers as the section leader, I think, was yeah. nasty. And then they just carried on like years after that with like Nick RC and Scott and Chris Drummer and like Amador and like all those dudes. I was just like, 
This yeah. is sick. So just to recap and reiterate the big picture thing we saw um, from 09 to like 15 probably depended on what the stronger sections were. And there definitely has been a consistent change in amount of time battery plays other battery sections quads and bases play without the snare drums that time is increased across the board uh with all four groups um yeah i I think that's just a design thing and i think the fact that the snare lines were playing less because evan and i are both snare drummers is why we kept having that thought of like man they're just drumming way less there's not as much drumming going on it's it's i still think it's becoming music theater but I think I'm, I showed my bias in how I listen to shows. Uh, this I think kind of exposed also, that. Also, a big uh, contributor for that in how the writing is getting a little bit more segmental um, mm-hmm. is maybe design choice over the year, like arrangers being at these groups multiple years well, and realizing clean, what, what doesn't doesn't work and how it how how clarity comes across from. I mean, this drums in a gym, as people call it, which it literally is. Um, it's easier to perceive if you don't have everybody playing all the time. It's not as much uh, noise going on. That was another big trend that I noticed watching over that 11-year span. As you got towards the more recent years, there were fewer and fewer and fewer full battery playing moments. And it's just it's easier to clean. It's easier to read indoors. So it makes perfect sense why that trend has has begun and happened over the last four years, I'd say. Yeah, I think also, too, it has fed into not just is all the battery playing, but is it like a full ensemble playing, which That's I feel I like meant. happens. That's less. what I meant. Uh, you can't see that in the data, but just my observation of the two groups that I watched, the latter years were way more segmented. There were very few moments where snares, tenors, bass, and cymbals were all playing at the same time versus mm-hmm. where you go to 2010, 11, 9, it happened way more regularly, and I think it's just a design choice. They just realized it's an indoor activity. Like you said, it's easier to clean inside when just the snare line's playing, and if they did have a full battery moment, they tended to be short, whereas you yeah. might have a battery moment before that was like 30 seconds straight of just the entire drum line playing. Now, their dynamics are obviously going to go up and down, but you don't really see that anymore in the last four years or so. It was kind of funny, too, because I could definitely notice, I mean, we talk about formulas and putting shows together, and we've talked to, I know, Dan Sheck on here multiple times about what makes a great show and how do you go about starting that and putting all the elements together. And a lot of these groups have, like, identities of things that they like to do, and I very, very specifically noticed that with uh, watching the RCC videos a lot and just watching them every year, trends that they would do. And I always felt like at the beginnings of their shows, they would have a pretty heavily long phrase of drumline, whether that was just snares, just quads, just basses, or all together. But I felt like it would go for like the first minute and a half to two minutes of the show. And then they would kind of hit this like ballad moment midway and everything would kind of die down. Um, And then a lot of their shows too would end very low and very soft and the whole drum line has their drums off and they're doing something visually. So I felt like more years than not, 
and maybe this was just the way I perceived it, but they would end their shows like down versus a lot of time rhythm X is like ended in like a full, like at 200 beats per minute, 30 or 16 note single, like just into like a full gock shot or something. Just a different style of ending uh, versus what you want the audience to feel at the end. But I definitely noticed a lot of trends between those two groups. And then also Broken City, just watching the three of them multiple times. <laughs> Broken City always had like some big dance feature. I don't, I think they had the same top bass for a few of those years, but obviously she was very skilled at dancing. <laughs> but she would always take her drum off and do some like gymnastics dance ballet routine. I was like, this chick is very flexible and very good at moving across the floor. So <laughs> I don't blame you for using it, but you've done it for four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, something like along that line of, of thinking, Mystique, their shows start with a quad feature a lot. Like, It'll pick up with some body stuff going on and the pits playing some. A lot of it is tribal type stuff, but a lot of their show themes, a handful of them have been kind of like that. But a lot of Mystique shows start with a quad feature. So it's, it was cool too to having, being, having, to, having to watch all those shows that many times in chronological order. You really do pick up on that stuff. Like Mystique starts with a quad feature. Pulse does a lot of dancing too like crazy footwork like especially from like 09 to like 12 there was some kind of like hip-hop thing going on at some point now they're doing like the heel toe or something yeah yeah kudos to them i can't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they put that in our show like sorry i'm too white can't do it i don't have i don't have a groove man but maybe like i'm whiter than you are (laughs) what'd you say i said you're too white i'm whiter than you are (laughs) you can probably dance way better than i can I can get down. I can move. My my wife would attest to that. All right. Uh, but um. anyway, but to kind of bring back, you were mentioning um, what MCM does. And maybe that's intentional from not only just like a design standpoint that works, but maybe introducing like your audience into the show because the quad voicing coming in first is definitely going to maybe acclimate your ears inside a little bit better yeah. uh, versus just immediately having the high pitch more crass timbre of a snare drum like all in your face like oh that's kind of abrasive yeah um so maybe they do that intentionally but so do we, we talk about, about what you mentioned earlier with the bass lines oh yeah so we'll get to that in a second so before we move right. on to that um we don't want to read all the numbers to you so what we're going to do is either take a screenshot of the excel spreadsheet with its I know some people cringe when they hear Excel or spreadsheet, but it's not complicated or bad. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll put it on the Instagram, like the raw data. So you can, like, we have four, five different tables uh, with, like, three columns. And so you'll be able to see, and just for your own knowledge, look at the numbers. And like Evan said earlier, I'd say all these times are probably plus or minus five seconds, roughly, just on, like, timing That's error. Maybe three. Fair. Something like Human that. Error. Or what I could hear on the actual YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, Ever since the introduction of flow marching, which is great, but the more recent videos are definitely harder to find. Of, yes. Of the more recent years. Yes. Of like they the are. full run from inside finals that's not some terrible like iPhone quality. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's move on from this. And what I want to do now is I know. I picked up some things I had forgotten or didn't really realize how extreme some of the changes 
in the activity over the 11 years, past 11 years have been. And then a couple other specific shows that I'd forgotten about and realized like, or I didn't like at the time and now they've grown on me and I love. Um, so first thing that jumped out at me, uh, Pulse 2016 had an amazing battery. Do you know who won that year off the top of your head? Um, I didn't look it up. What show was Pulse in 2016? Oh, God. Now I have to Google this. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like if I know the shows, I'll know who won, but 2016. Yeah, let me look it up. Um, was that the year the West Coast swept? Uh, it might have been. It might have been. Uh, let me pull up the YouTube video. I don't remember. I know RCC won in 12, and I believe 14. RCC might have won in 16, too. Pulse 2016. Uh, just look up WGI.org. I got it. Pulse has all the videos. Oh, man. Oh, boy. It, it was called Brother. The show was called Brother. It was about, like, a foster, like an adoption home that a bunch of kids live in. Uh, I think they did, see. but I'm going to look it up to be sure. Pulse won, 2016. Yeah, it was a West Coast sweep. Pulse, RCC. Pulse won that year? Good city. In 2016? Yeah. Yeah. That show's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping to have the conversation of man they played incredibly well and they probably would have won that year if the show wasn't stupid. <laughs> like I get it, the show makes sense, it comes across well, but the whole time I watched it twice back to back and I was like, God, I'm they were inc- they were incredible. How do how do I not remember this until watching this right now? That snare line especially show. was incredible, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, the show is why I don't remember this because I probably thought it was dumb at the time." Now, 2016, X did the Alpha show. Uh, wasn't their best show. 2016 RCC, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. But, my point was, I now look stupid for not doing my homework because I was hoping to have a conversation of man. You just sometimes you miss the mark. Sometimes you waste a good ensemble with a bad show. But just this is why I don't judge people. This is why I'm not a judge in WGI because my opinion is apparently terrible and incorrect. Um, RCC had a couple shows that I was like that I was like, eh, this wasn't the best show. One of them was the uh, the aero, aeroplane show. I don't know what that dude, is. Two thousand eleven, they that wore we all the white. Yeah, I hated that show. And dude, apparently, it had some like, super deep, complex like meaning, like a lot of their <laughs> shows do. And I was like, I just see a bunch of people in white. Flying paper airplanes around. It it was actually very visually, uh, I don't know, like overstimulating too, because they had a white tarp, they had a red yep. like squiggly line through the middle, and they had white uniforms. I was like, man, the color palette here is not not doing a lot for me. Yeah. So let's pretend that I just didn't make a fool of myself about 2016 pulse. Oh no, we can definitely pretend that you did make a fool of yourself. Okay, I think that'll whatever. be more fun. But, but um, so pulse battery was awesome. Congratulations on the gold medal, even if I didn't like the show. Um, <laughs> hey. uh, next thing I want to talk about that I noticed, holy crap, has bass drumming come a long way. Yeah, dude. Like, the bass lines, in, I think that's also so evident with like the lot hype now. The bass lot hype, which is very much well-deserved, has just gotten crazy. And that's because the bass drumming has just gotten ridiculous what they're splitting what they're playing it blows my mind yeah i mean watching the first four years we look back on 09 10 11 and 12 and so like you'd have one bass feature that'd be like 10 seconds long usually in the show and they weren't doing anything crazy like it was 
I could just comprehend like some fast the rhythms. Splits up yeah. and down, thirty second notes, like fours or something. I could comprehend maybe this a, maybe a, a, a split, like a single split on the top two. But then you get to these past like five years, and I don't even know what the heck they're playing. I Dude, just know it's like even. Every baseline's playing good. like lasers up and down. They got the hand to hands, like your bottom two are playing hand to hands, and then they're playing like heritages up to drums. It's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, bass drumming has come the farthest um, <laughs> of anything over the last 11 years in the activity. Uh, and I think great. that is also a driving factor too with how more segmented the writing get and maybe the snare time, the snare playing overall is going down, but like the battery still staying the same. It's like, well, basses can get covered up inside easily. It's real boomy. If like, it's a full battery, so they got to give them the love. They're giving them the love, which they deserve. It's like, all right, I'm just going to drop everybody out. Let the boom booms rock here. Now on the flip side of that, I think we both agree that overall quad playing has kind of gone down on average, like the quality. Yeah, I feel like it's still great. It's still good. It's still really good. But in general, in the videos that I watched with the groups that I watched, um, I can't really. The, the Broken City sample was not big enough. Four years in eleven years isn't a huge sample size that we went back. But RCC Quadline first five years is absolutely sick. Um, still really? have been really good, but just that was on a, that was on another level in my opinion. Yep. Um, I think Mystique's quad line in, um, was it 11 or 12? Mystique had a couple of really good quad lines. I think in 2010, they were really good. 10 was the mantra. I think 11. No, no, 11 was was mantra. 10 was the fantastic fantastic show. Yeah. Yeah. So bass drumming trending up, quad playing quality trending down. Slightly dip. (laughs) Yep. And uh, snare lines just hit or miss. Depends on the year. Some years a group will have a great snare line. Some years they're serviceable. Some years they're okay. It's just the, the, I on the year. am still mind mind blown by the groups that have more than nine snare drums. I would I still think it's crazy to have more than eight inside personally. Um, but there's a couple snare lines that had ten. One had eleven that yeah. year. Rhythm that X had eleven. X eleven line was not. There's X in 2015 had 11 snares. I was like, this is pretty dirty. Yep. Uh, it was also hard music, and they yep. played a lot. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this this is rough. Um, yeah, but 8 is great, man. And It's the sweet spot. Yeah. I've become to just watching all these shows, RCC, I was like, man, I just love what they do. In general, even if I don't always like the show just the feel of it in the way they move and play i was just like man i'm i'm on board with this <laughs> yeah yeah uh i actually liked a couple of mystique shows that i didn't know that i liked you say that so reluctantly <laughs> i mean i'm a cobra i mean i can't oh man i'm at a point now where that what that was rivalry... it Dan he's like we can like them now that we're aged out or something yeah that's <laughs> what, what he said in a lot this year He's like, we're allowed to appreciate when they're good. Now that we're they hooked the us group. up with those MCM bananas in a time that was extremely crucial at finals. I was so hungry, and Dan was like, "You want a banana?" And I was like, "Actually, I really, really do." Yeah, he gave both of us one, and we were both starving. So Dan Twitter, <laughs> I think what I said to him was, "I knew I you. always liked MCM." <laughs> so Dan, if you're listening, thank you. So from that, 
Oh, the one Mystique show. First off, Mantra in 2011. God, they were good. Yeah, it's so clean. Holy crap. And their book was... I used, I remember at the time thinking their book was not very hard. Watching it with a very objective, analytical eye, really paying attention to what they were playing. Was it the hardest thing ever? No. But it's definitely way harder than I thought it was. And it's, yeah, the it's show hard for was us a lot to watch cooler. those objectively competing against them. We just want yeah. to beat them. <laughs> yeah. And the show is actually a lot cooler than I remember it being, too. And speaking of that... I actually like Fantastique. I don't remember that one as much. Dude, you should watch it. I it's actually it was wild. really cool. It's wild. It they perform like Mystique always buys into their show themes like crazy. But I was like a lot of the shows I didn't want to watch a second time to do the second timing run. Fantastique, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this again. That was entertaining. Dude, the uh, the two RCC shows, um, 2012, The Gift. That was the PTSD um, show? The war yes, show? Yes, the war show. I loved that show. That may be my favorite show of all time. I, I liked was that show that just like, even when oh I was in gosh. Rhythm X while they were beating us. I was okay with it. I, I saw it and I was like, this is awesome. There was another show um, of theirs that I just really loved. The I think it was the 2015 show, The Guardians of the Breath. Uh, I don't remember that one. I'll have to go check it out. They had like metal tree props and stuff like this, mm. uh, but it was just so good, and everything about it was just so good. And they were extremely, they drummed super well. I think they actually held the record of highest score up until this year, which I think that that show still should have the record, the 2015 RCC show. But it was just, it was Our, great. I'll ask this question, since you watched all four Broken City shows that have happened up to this point. Are they all as samey as we have said they were in the past? Yeah, it feels it feels very similar show to show. And I think a big driving force to that is they use the same guy for their voiceovers, vocals, and singing. I think it's – I'm going to say this. I feel like it's Adam West, but also I'm like that's a character from, from Family Guy, so that <laughs> I can't just be right. Family Guy. <laughs> but I'll have to look it up broken city artists because they're all adam watts wow <laughs> i was close close i just kept i just couldn't get adam west out of my head and i was like oh, that's <laughs> not right uh but they use adam watts for their voiceovers and singing so it can feel very similar just because his timbre and his voice is obviously the same so that doesn't change year to year so i think that kind of maybe attributes to the fact that they they feel similar they sound similar but I don't think that they are like watching them back to back. I watched those four shows a total of eight times, especially the spine show. Uh, that was with that the was left hand shot, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's uh, my favorite they, show they've done, but that show I was like, man, I just really like this show. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I guess less, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. Just irked by it after watching them consecutively. Yeah. But his voice can make it sound and feel very similar. All right. Fair enough. And the last thing that I noticed, we did body when we were in Rhythm X7, but not the kind of stuff they do now. The body oh, involved no. <laughs> has also come a long way. I was actually watching the body that we did 
Uh, and I was like, yeah, this is like all very structured and it's more, I feel like, I don't want to say staccato, but the, like the points of hit and emphasis are much more aligned with the music. And now it's like way more fluid yeah. and just like integrated throughout. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's hard. And even teaching at Cap City this winter, a lot of the body they were doing, I was like, that's harder than anything I did when I was yeah. Yeah. I was like, we don't, I didn't do it. I don't think I could do this. I don't think I'm like cut out for what they do now. And that one that makes me feel old, first off. And it gets a little, um, sometimes it gets a little, I don't want to say monotonous because I don't think the body moves are repetitive, but sometimes you feel a little saturated with it. Like the days of like just coming up, like in 2010, we did our snare solo and we just stood still and that was it. Well, and then when it was over, (laughs) it was over. Here's something, and this will be subjective because we don't have any, there's no way to really objectify this, but since we did watch some groups from 09 to present, do you think the overall clarity is higher in those first years we watched than, like, on average across the board? I'm not saying one group might have had a section in the last three years that was phenomenal, but I would argue from what I noticed the overall quality level of the playing on average is maybe a little less when the body was simpler 10 years ago. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I mean, there were definitely sections that bagged some stuff, but I don't know if that's a tribute to the body or just, they didn't figure it out or the beats were too hard or whatever. Um, the drill, by the way, too. Now, we'd have, probably have to go back a little farther than 09 to really see this because the drill in 2010 across the board, and even in 09, like for X, but I know Mystique 2009 stood out to me as like, they're not, this is really slow, slow de- slowly developing drill. Like they weren't running that much, like the tempos weren't super fast. Um, I don't know. I, I I could also counter that with Mystique, that exact group. If you went back two years prior to the Equals MCM show, which mm-hmm. we didn't include in this, but those dudes ran everywhere. So the body is definitely a different level of difficulty. It's a different type of difficulty. It has a different requirement and skill set to it um, than just like running, like we did in 2010 at Rhythm X, like the opener's 238, and you just got to run. Um, yeah, so it's definitely different in that regard, but I guess it's just changed. I can't really say, like you said, there's no easy way to quantify it or objectify it, but it's just different. Yeah. Um, it's hard in, like you said, it's hard to explain how in words you kind of just have to watch it. Then like maybe, maybe easier or slower was the wrong way to talk about Mystique's own nine drill. I think just different. Like it just was... There may be less motion to it if you're talking about doing body in one spot versus just like actual dots and moving around. Yeah, maybe that's um, it. But again, that would that would take a level of uh, dissecting that we just haven't done. Yeah, yeah. So, um, did you have anything big picture you noticed watching over the eleven years? You want to add before we move uh, on? I guess not. I mean, I I think I've pretty much spoken as we've gone here. Everything I've seen or trends with groups, but I think okay. in general. I think in general, it's gotten way better. Like especially oh, like yeah. clarity across the board. Um, 
like just across the board and the demand is higher the demand is way higher in my opinion maybe that'll segue into this next thing if you are if you unless you have anything else to add nope i'm good to move on but we did throw out i don't know if it's on our last podcast or what but i had kind of gone through personally and just made a list of the groups this year at wgi 2019 how they finished um placement wise and like put them stack by stack next to the groups outside the dci groups from 2018 uh, obviously you can't do the 2019 because they haven't started yet uh but i just put them next next to each other like first next to first second by second third by third fourth by fourth just to kind of like go across and i was just thinking in my head as i went across the line like which group do i actually think just plays better like is a better group um obviously with dci you have you just the, use the drum score the drum placements right for dci yeah i use the okay. drum placements for right. dci i didn't use the overall placements um obviously because that would be silly but like how they finished in order of percussion section first through 15th since obviously indoor finals goes one through 15 even though i know dci only goes one through 12 um but just for instance first obviously in percussion you had scv then bd crown was third cavies uh boston fifth blue coats sixth uh, then on down, Cadets, Blue Knights, Blue Stars, blah, blah, blah. But I just kind of like started like in the 15th spot. And I'll see – I'll kind of get you – we can kind of go line by line here. So 15th place, WGI, Atlanta Quest, versus 15th place, Percussion, and DCI was Troopers. I had – I, I felt – Troopers are better. I, I did not. I felt that AQ was better. Really? So I put them ahead. I don't know. I, I think the demand they play – I mean, dude – AQ did not that this is a sole weight, but they did beat RCC in hands on prelims day, and I think that that says something. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. Just about what they were playing and what they were being asked to play. Like maybe troopers were cleaner at the end of the year. That's what I'm thinking about. I I just I'm just talking about better. Yeah. Who was better? Um, it's so hard to compare just because the cl- the balance that you're going to have at the end of the summer, it's just going to be better than you can achieve in indoor rehearsing on the weekends. Maybe. Um, not, <laughs> Maybe. Not in some all of these groups, cases. As we get up some of cases. these groups, you might start to question that. Not in all, all cases. Right. But all right, I can place. I can get behind AQ being better than Troopers. I, you don't have to. I'm just going to no, make I can... Uh But anyway, 14th place, which is very ironic, strike percussion versus academy, which are both Cisco groups. Um <laughs> But I put strike. I was like, I just think they're better. Um, I just might come out and be year, like, no, so I don't think I so. But, I don't remember Skype strike at all. So thirteenth um, place, and this is gonna be biased for me, but Cap City versus the Mandarins. I think Mandarins are better than you guys were this year. I I, I, I was Cap kind of City. impressed. By I actually the Mandarins. thought we were cleaner. But. Really? <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, I remember seeing Mandarins. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going for it, but there's some stuff in here. All right, 12th place, United Percussion versus Spirit. Hmm. What'd you say? No, I, like, you get you go first. Oh, God. You're going to make me look <laughs> as dumb as possible on this, this episode no, of this podcast. No, I'm not going to make you look dumb. Um, because opinion. I don't, I don't have full dumb. memories of all these groups. The only Spirit memory that I have from last summer is when we saw them at the Kentucky show. Okay. And based on that... I, who was the indoor group? United. I think United was better. 
I put United. And yeah. and all this too is like I'm trying to filter out like the shows of the indoor and just be like, all right, how did they play? Yeah. Um eleventh place, dark sky percussion versus crossman. Dark Scott. I'd go with Crossman on that one. I went I went Crossman on that um, one. Crossman's uh, book was probably easier uh, than than uh, Dark Skies, but I think Crossman was definitely cleaner. Oh, played better. I think I think considerably cleaner, which yeah. was a heavyweight on my opinion there. Tenth uh, place, GMU versus Phantom. GMU. Top of GMU. Yep. Ninth uh, place, Infinity versus Blue Stars. Was last summer the Builder Show for the Blue Stars? It was the Builder Show, but I try to forget about show design. I know. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of the drum line, like frame yeah, of reference here. It's hard. It's hard um, to just filter it all. So out. it's Blue Stars versus who again? Uh, Infinity. I think that one's close. Yeah, I think it was close. I went Stars personally. Yeah, my DCI bias would probably make me say Stars <laughs> and Home Team, but. I'd All have right. to watch that one's close enough. I'd have to watch them both again, like the finals warm ups from both groups. Eighth place, Pal Percussion versus Blue Knights. Uh, BK. Oh yeah, that was not yeah. even a that was that, that was, was yeah. not hard. That one wasn't hard. Uh, seventh place, Monarch versus Cadets. <laughs> I'm gonna say Cadets. I went Cadets because sixth I place. Think the Cadets should not have been seventh in drums, but. Yeah, debate for a different I think, day. I think the middle of the pack here is a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, sixth place, RCC versus Bluecoats. Or no, 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 RCC. Matrix versus Bluecoats. Bluecoats. Yeah, Bluecoats. Fifth place, RCC versus Boston Crusaders. RCC. Well, my sample size of RCC this year is not large. There was not a lot of videos online. I never saw them live. I'm going to abstain yeah. and hold. I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> All right, so my thought process on this was based on this summer. Uh, I, I had Boston in my head over RCC Boston. Just I was like, in any other year, normally it'd be RCC. I would probably put RCC over Boston, but yep. RCC had a little bit of a down year. Yep. Uh, Boston had a really solid year, so I just felt like, yeah. All right, fourth place, Rhythm X versus the Cavaliers. It's getting a little interesting. This is another one I think is close. I would probably say on a if both groups are having a good day, I think I would go with X. I put X. Because I heard like in the lot X sounded phenomenal a lot of times, but they also had their moments where there'd be some blow ups and stuff. Yeah. But the cavies were kind of that same kind of drum line too. I'd see videos that were just nails, and then I'd see see stuff, whether it was live or video, that was like a little shaky at moments. So I was like, I feel like both those groups kind of were just a little inconsistent. So on one day, I feel like the cavies might be the answer, and on another day, it could be X. Yeah. Yep. All right, third place, MCM versus Crown. Crown crown yeah all right second place <laughs> pulse versus bd pulse <laughs> dude i put pulse yeah i'm gonna say uh, pulse dude blue devils were just inconsistent this summer for yep. me just I thought so too. uh 
one, Broken City versus SCV. I think overall, I would say SCV. Because, oh, yeah, SCV. I, I mean, think, we talked and I about... think SCV's quads and bases just, yes, like, that's the deciding factor. super carry the weight. <laughs> and front ensemble. I think, and, I mean, yeah, I think SCV's pit's yeah. better, too. Yeah. Um, Broken City's quads and bases were not on the same level as the snare line this season for that battery. No. They were fine. They were good enough. But they were the good enough. Was in the spotlight for sure. Did a lot of really hard stuff really well. So going across it, from what my results, and I don't know if you tallied yours, but like I had basically like slot for slot seven WGI groups ahead and eight DCI, which maybe could flip flop on a given year with an RCC versus Boston and there whoever that that matches up. But anyway, those two years I had WGI seven out of eight. Now obviously like probably the top five. DCI versus the top five WGI. More of those DCI groups are going to be ahead just because of the, the amount of time and all that. But I think it was interesting to just kind of like compare like slot for slot. And I was like, WGI is not that far off from like, I think the overall quality that DCI is, is I don't think it's as far of a gap as it once was. No, not at all. I think if you did the same thing eight years ago, I think the DCI groups would win like every in slot. Almost every slot. Yeah. So it's cool to look at stuff like that. I think but as long as I we keep doing this podcast, which we're planning on, we should do something like this every year. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's I, I just I love looking at numbers and figures and I think comparing stuff like that is very interesting. And obviously there's gonna be a lot of people like, You're an idiot, but that's fine. Everyone's uh, entitled to their opinion. It's <laughs> like on the Game of Thrones finale. What? Oh my god. Oh, cut that right now. We can't get into that. <laughs> oh, we could. Did you, hear Aaron, did you hear Aaron Rodgers' response to it? I did hear Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my Aaron God. Rodgers was throwing shade like he throws TDs. I'm now a Green Bay like Packers tossing fan. tossing them out. I'm a Packers fan now. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it to the yourself. The man speaks the truth. The Packers won't give him any help. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um, also, oh are the Warriors better without KD? No, no, no. That couldn't they be the play case. a better style of basketball, maybe without him. Yeah, but I don't. There's no way you could take one of the best players in the league out and be like, "Oh, this team's better." Like everybody would say, but the record shows that they are. I'm like, all right. At the end of the day, would you rather have him on the floor or off the floor? And everybody would be like, oh, "I'd rather have him on." Exactly. You know, argument okay. solved. We settled it. So, all right. We but got anything anyway. else? I think we hit everything. I, I guarantee people play with him in 2K, so... Oh, for sure. Everybody <laughs> wants that 99 out of 100 on their team. Dude. And you know TJ Choquette does. Yeah. You got bench TK or uh, KD on 2K? <laughs> Gosh, that was like a... Uh, nah, you ain't benching him. All right. We good? We cover everything? I think, man. I got through yeah. all my stuff. Yeah, me too. All my notes have been checked off, so... Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us through the whole episode. I'll reiterate, we are on iTunes now. Whoop, Thankfully, whoop. new logo, all that stuff. Um, head over there and subscribe. If you haven't, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Instagram and um, Facebook. Feel free to argue with all of our opinions yes. just now. <laughs> you can comment on these videos and say, yo, you need to go back and watch the group whatever from whatever year and reassess yeah. your opinion. Yeah, and we will sure. argue with you if we think we're still right. I try um, to reply to the comments and stuff on YouTube. Yeah, we usually do. We usually do. Try to. Um, so, with that, 
I think is there any did I get it all? Facebook, Instagram. Oh, we will post um a picture on Instagram of the times. Um sometime by the time this episode goes up. And we will just be back, hopefully, with another guest uh, for our next episode. Uh, we're not going to say who because we have a couple options. We haven't figured out who's going to be next. So we'll see everybody then. Peace.